thank God for hearing our prayers. Because I know what it being men and women to try to fight our own battles. But we can't. Only God can. Only God can fight the enemy, y'all. So I want to thank God for hearing our prayer. And I just want to give God glory. Give my all. Such a blessing to see our children here and healthy on their feet. Clap, praise the Lord. It's so beautiful. And all the families that's here, I thank God for that. So uh, I'm excited, y'all. So forgive me by the house. I'm excited. Very excited. God is good to me. My family, my church family. So I thank God. So let's give him my best praise. So by your head. Doing your best. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning to praise you, you know, honor you, to give you glory, to give you our best, to thank you for what you're doing right now, right now for us, right now, Lord. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you for letting him walk with us when we thought we was alone. We thought we were by ourselves. But Jesus was with us. His word is with us. He is the word. So we thank you, Lord, for allowing each and every one of us to wake up this morning to come to you, your house, to praise you, to just say thank you, Lord, and just look, Lord, not at the bad things, but look at the good things, Lord, you brought us through. You've given us, Lord. Each and every one of us look like we just got new everything on. It's a blessing, Lord. And Lord, I just ask you let us continue to praise you and give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord. Let us continue to trust in your word and your son, Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we thank you this morning. Tree of life, thank you. We give you glory and honor. We ask you to bless everyone that's here. Bless all the children, Lord. Let them know, Lord, without you, there wouldn't be none of us. Without you, Lord, there wouldn't be this world. It wouldn't be here. So we thank you, Jesus. We thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Yeah. We 
feels it's worth it. Your spirit ain't in truth. In spite of your circumstances. It's not a happenstance, God said. You gotta learn from the word because everything that you're going through has a purpose, amen. And God is looking for people that said, I bless your name at all times. No matter what my situation is, I'm still going to bless your name. God, and I thank you. I glorify you. I honor God, God in this place. If God is saying that we'll worship him, he'll turn the situation around. I got up this morning and I wanted to take a high bed. For anybody that know me know I love war. And that's how I come, get calm and I get before the Lord. And I went to turn the water on. But we didn't have any hot water. And so we had been spelling the odor. We don't have a gas tank. But I, I, I began to think, of, of course, when the hot water wouldn't come on, that that was our tank. Here we go, something else, another problem, another bill, another something we got to come up with. But see, that's why you need to walk with people so that when your faith get weary, when you start to die down, and all that tank ain't out. That tank ain't out. And I said, well, you know, my warning, you just gonna go behind me, you gonna tell me what I know. He said, the tank ain't out, baby. And so we go in there to the breaker box. He said, maybe it's a breaker. And so we lift in the breaker box and he said, well, everything gone. I said, well, it ain't the breaker. He said, the tank ain't out, baby. And he kept declaring that the tank went out. So he said, well, let me unplug. Baby, the tank running. See, we got to start declaring stuff. It's not taking what the enemy throw at us for what it is. And even when it looks like it, you got to declare, but I know what God promised me. Yeah. He promised that we win our jubilee. He also told us that in your jubilee, you're going to go through some stuff. In your pain, and you still got to battle. You still got to war. You still have to gain strength from the Lord. Amen. So we can't despise what we're going through. Yeah. What you're going through is making a good testimony to somebody. Amen. Yeah. For those that are willing to tell you. Bless God. We ain't got to keep our testimony to us. You ain't got to be embarrassed. Yes. What you're ashamed of is what's going to help somebody else get through it. Amen. Yeah. We are overcome by our word of testimony. So we bless God for this day. We honor God for another place and time of worship in this house. Y'all better praise him as much as you can in here. We ain't got that many more Sundays in this place. Amen. I don't care what the enemy is making in this life. I'm going to go through this one gracefully. Amen. Every time they ask for something, they have to say no. And well, they never said no, but they're trying to find a reason to say no. But they can't find a reason to say no. So what I'm doing is I'm getting ready. Y'all gonna have to come on help me take this sanctuary up. We ain't got that many more services in this sanctuary. So y'all better enjoy this atmosphere while you can. Amen. I'm gonna keep the reason. I'm gonna keep saying it until I see it. I don't need a whole bunch of believers. Just one or two people believe in me and my husband and my baby. Just one or two. Amen. But as I check his record, he's never lying. And as I check his record, he never will. Amen. Amen. So we bless God in this place. 
Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said he aware. God took me to a place on this week that you may be seated. I'm going to go a couple of places in 2 Kings, between 2 Kings chapter 4 and 2 Kings chapter 8. But God took me to some of my favorite prophets in the Bible. You need to know uh, that whenever you go through what you go through, you're never alone. And there's somebody that has already gone through what you've been through and worse. Amen. The worst is always what, their worst is always what encourages me. That's why I tell y'all, don't be ashamed to give your testimony. Don't, don't be ashamed to tell people what you're going through because a lot of times when people hear your testimony and say, and you look like that, and you made it through that, then I can keep going, you know? So, so he, take, he often takes me to different places in the Bible and he often, takes me there with a song or it's just a, the, just, I could be riding and I can, I can see a sign and a word on the sign or a saying on the sign, it'll, it'll give me the message and God will, will give me a full message to deliver. Well, I had been hearing it as well. We heard it on the prayer line, Sister Amanda said, I had been hearing the different songs and, and just different people we saying it is well or all is well. And so as we know, we had already gone there and I taught a sermon, it is well, a few years back in the old sanctuary. Man, y'all remember that one? Where it talks about how Elisha, Elijah's predecessor, had gone to a place called Shunem. And the Bible says that oftentimes when he would visit this place, there was a woman in that town that would offer him something to eat. Uh, if we read our Bible, we see that this woman, like many of the other women in the Bible, didn't have a name, but this time it was different. But the word of God tells me that this woman was a great woman. And I said, okay, God. A lot of times when the word of God says that something or somebody is right, that usually means that it's not good. But in this particular woman's case, she was great because she had substance. And so the Bible says that in, in, in chapter number four, that when Elisha would visit there, well, I need to tell somebody who Elisha was, so you'll understand, well, okay, a man of God came to this woman, to the town, and, and this family wanted to make sure they were big. You know, that's common, especially in the black church, you know, after service, black, black uh, churches are known for feeding their pastors and making sure that they are good and they're comfortable. But Elisha, Elijah's predecessor, his protege, he came after seeing the works of his mentor. And so when we look at the works of Elijah, I got to take you there so you'll really understand. This is a man that raised the dead, amen, somebody? Amen. This is a man that shut down Jezebel, Jezebel and all the false prophets and made a mockery of the false gods. And, and you remember Jezebel wanted to take his head this is that man. And so when he 
was getting ready to die, he said, Elijah, you've done great works. And he said, now I'm going to the Father on your behalf. Mm -hmm. And so he said, what is it that you would ask me to give to our Lord? And it wasn't a, a, a tangible thing that he wanted. He said, well, Lord, he said, I wish to have a double portion of your anointing. Amen? So we know the anointing that Elijah walked in. So for Elisha to get a double portion of that, there was a man, a mighty man of God. Amen? Some of us need to find us a one or two men or women to, of God to walk with us. Because trouble is going to come in all of our lives. Amen. In some situations, yeah, you highly anointed, you blessed, and, and, and you powerful in prayer, and you strong. But there are some situations that are going to be too big for you. And God said you need to connect with kingdom families. Men and women of God that are anointed in certain areas to get a prayer through. To, to, to stand when you're not able to stand. Amen. My husband was able to stand in a way that I wasn't this morning. And I've been up there all week long saying I'm warning in the spirit. And come what may. And then a hot water tank made me just drop my guard. Amen. Amen. But but in Elijah's, Elijah's case, he now was doing the missionary work. Elijah was gone. He had a servant himself now to take where he was once walking next to Elijah, now he had a servant called Gehazi, man. So now they journeyed through a place called Shunem, Shunem, however you want to pronounce it. And this woman of God welcomed him to eat. And the Bible says that as often as he would come through the town, she would do this thing. And as she did it one day after they left, this woman told her husband, baby, I perceive this to be a holy man. In other words, he didn't try to come on to me when you were out the room. He didn't ask me what time you going to work so he can double back. She said, baby, this is a man of God and I want to make him comfortable. Amen. Some of us need to know you can connect to a blessing, amen? That's wisdom. The word of God tells us that this woman and her husband, it didn't, ex he didn't exchange words. This man didn't say, no, he ain't, ain't no other man coming to my house. He wasn't power tripping. He wasn't set tripping. He said, okay, baby, knowing that I know that you are a woman of God, if you say it is well and it is okay for this man and his servant, not one man, but two men to come to our house, I'm, I'm going to put a bed up there. Then he said, and then she said, baby, that ain't enough. We, we got to make them comfortable. Then he said, I'm going to put a, 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 a candle in there. Then he said, that, that, that ain't enough. I, I need to put up a table. So, in other words, I want to lay it out for these men of God. And not only that, they got the presidential suite. They get the, 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 the big bedroom upstairs. The husband did not fight. But what the word is telling us that the woman tried the spirit. The word of God tells us to try the spirit, try a thing, try a person by the spirit. See, not only my discernment, you got to have more than discernment for God to be welcome in the place. Yes. You've got to possess the spirit. He says, try the spirit 
by the Spirit. So if the Spirit of God ain't in you, what kind of spirit you try? And if the Spirit of God wasn't in this woman, the man of God would have discerned it and they wouldn't have been welcomed at her house. They stayed there and they stayed comfortably and they, they were doing all this great missionary work throughout the towns. Traveling, preaching, and teaching, and encouraging. And then they would go back and rest. And so eventually, Elisha said to his servant, this family has been so kind to me. Let's see what they need. They went to the woman of God and said, well, what is it that you would have me to ask God for on your behalf? She said, I don't need anything. And it wasn't the kind of good, like I'm, I'm good. It wasn't a puffed up kind of good, y'all. It was the kind of good that I'm blessed and I'm content. And I didn't get here on my own. This is God. I have favor with, with man and with God. The community knows me and my husband. God has blessed us. And Elijah said, well, Gehazi, what do you see? What do you see that she's in need of? And Gehazi said, I noticed they don't have any children. So they called her in and said, woman of God, we see you don't have any children and we're going to pray and ask God to give you a baby. And you know like we do, honey, oh, okay, I received it. Some of y'all, I received, don't be more believe that thing. I received it, Pastor. I received it. But he said, as sure as I be a man of God, by this time next year, you're going to have a little boy. And it came to pass. But then the Bible said after the little boy, he was no longer an arm baby. He was a lad. He was old enough to go with his daddy to work. Some of y'all know the story. And said that while they were working, the, the, the little boy said, Daddy, my head, my, my head is hurting. This is the power that a, a woman of God possesses. And if we use our influence right that man that said, wait, let me let me get you a Tylenol. Let me go call a doctor. Let me see what's wrong. He said, take him to his mama. Yeah. yeah. He, I've got a praying wife. Take him to his mama. And so when, when, when they took the boy to his mama, said the mama got her baby. You know how we do. We done pumped him up with all kinds of teas and herbs and, and all kinds of stuff and Got them stinking, taking them all, taking all kind of medicine. Got them, got all kind of beaks all on their chest, up their nose. And if they can drink it, we make them drink. But, but this woman, she nursed her baby. She rocked it. She prayed over her baby. But the baby still died. Mm -hmm. Somebody say it is well. It is well. She called out for her husband. And she said, baby, I need for you to send a servant. She said, I need to go see the man of God. And he said, Why well, what you going to bother that man for? It ain't time for prayer meeting. It ain't, it ain't time for none of that. He, she said, it is well. I need to go see the man of God. The baby died and she laid him in Elisha's bed. Somebody say, it is 
Somebody know what the power is. You ain't got to do all the rituals. You ain't got to do all that stuff. You just believe God for the miracle. And then she went up there and she laid a baby in the bed and she said, I'll be back because I ain't going to take this right here. I'm not going to settle for this. But I didn't ask God for this baby. God, I didn't ask you for this. You're going to have to help me with this one. I ain't ready to let him go. I know whatever your will is, I'm not being disrespectful. But if I didn't ask you for it, I know that this is a blessing to me, God. This is how you can talk to God. And God, I'll be back, baby. I'll be back. And the Bible says that she went and she went. And from afar, I believe she was saying, Elijah, I need for you to come. And the Bible says that Elijah saw it coming. He said, I know something wrong. This, this woman, she ain't the kind that'll just call you when I told her. She done stomped to toe something going on. So he told the Hazel, he said, go to her and see what's going on. And so when, they, when, they got, when she got to them, the Bible says that she told them, that son, that you prophesied. The son that you went to God on my behalf for when I didn't ask for it. He had my house dead and I'm going to need for you to come. And Elisha said, okay. Okay, he said, well, God, this one you didn't even tell me, so I don't know how I'm going to do this, but Gehazi, you go ahead and here. Here, Gehazi, you take my staff and you look laid against the baby's face now and and when you get there on your way there, it's going to be some people that's going to want to talk. They're going to want to have a cup of coffee. They're going to want to greet you. So he said, you ain't got time to, you ain't got time to talk this time. He said, Gehazi, I want you to go to the room and, and put the staff against his face. He was on life support, amen? That was a life support before the machine. And she said, okay, now that's going to do it until you get there. But I ain't leaving this place until you come. It's the anointing that's on your life. That's the reason why I let you in my house because I saw something on your life. I didn't know what it was at the time, but now I understand why I was comfortable with letting you in my house. There's an anointing on your life that I need in this hour. Amen? So, the Bible says that Elijah got there. And he stretched his body on top of the baby's body. Just like Elijah did in Zarephath. And said that the baby, the boy, came back to life, Margaret. God blessed him with more years of life. God restored him. Yeah. Does God change his mind? God restored the baby's life. So I kept hearing it is well. Mm -hmm. And I said, God, these people gonna get tired of me telling them it's their jubilee. These people gonna get tired of me telling them it is well. These people are gonna get tired of me telling them to shout and go ahead, go ahead and, and praise and all hell done broke loose in their house, on their job, yeah. in their finances, and in their life. God said, tell them it is well. It is well. And so then he introduced me, the Holy Spirit to teach you if you want to be taught. Yeah. And there are none of us that know it all. 
And when you know it all, you're in trouble. But I start hearing that song, it is well, it is well, it is well with my soul. It's one of the songs that I love. But why are you taking me there? He said, look it up. Anybody ever heard of Horatio Spafford? Any of you music lovers, music majors, those of y'all that studied music? He had me to look, it, look up the one that authored that song, who wrote that song. And I want Dakota, just, if you'll just listen, wake up, there, and go hold it on. Because you need to understand the fullness of what people go through, men and women of God. And I pray that after you hear what others have gone through and still believe and still trust it and still worship, that you can continue, not just to come on a Sunday morning or systematically Sunday or it's Wednesday or it's Friday, we have a prayer, but to say, hey, uh, Pastor, I know we ain't having service. Can you unlock the door? I just need to go worship. In spite of your situation, so I want Dakota to tell you about a man named Mr. Horatio Dakota. In 1871, Horatio Spafford and his wife Anna were living comfortably with their four young daughters in Chicago. Spafford was a lawyer and senior partner in a large law firm. The Spaffords were supporters and good friends of all the evangelists of God and greatly known in the city. Spafford invested in real estate north of Chicago in the spring of 1871. In October, the Great Fire of Chicago reduced the city to ashes, destroying most of Spafford's investments. Two years later, the family decided to vacation with friends in Europe. At the last moment, Horatio was detained by business, and Anna and the girls went on ahead. Selling on the ocean line on November 21st, 1873, the liner was rammed by a British vessel and sank within seven minutes. Anna was picked up unconscious on a floating spar, but the four children, the Spafford daughters, Annie, Maggie, Bessie, and Tanetta, drowned. When the ship sank after it was hit by the vessel and route to Europe, a fellow survivor of the collision Pastor West recalled Anna saying, God gave me four daughters. Now they have been taken away from me. Someday I will understand why. Yes. Horatio immediately left Chicago to bring his wife home. On the Atlantic crossing, the captain of the ship called Horatio to his cabin to tell him that they, that they were passing over the spot where his four daughters had perished. He wrote to Rachel, his wife's half-sister, on Thursday, last we passed over the spot where she went down. In mid-ocean, the water is three miles deep, but I do not think our dear ones are there. They are safe, folded in the dear lambs. Horatio wrote a hymn, still sung today. He passed over the ocean where his daughters passed. He sang, when peace like a river attended my way, when sorrows like a sea billows rolled, 
Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to know. It is well, it is well with my soul. The Spafford's fifth child and only son, Horatio, born a year after the tragedy, died at age four of unknown causes. After the death of the fifth child, three years lapsed and three more children were born. A son, also named Horatio, Bertha, and their daughter, Grace. Their second son, Horatio, also died at age four of scarlet feet. We're gonna play a little of the song so you can really get a feel of what this man was going through. Now that you know his story, he was still able to bless God. But what he did say is, God, I'm going to trust you through it. 
I hear people all the time say, I feel like Job, and I be saying, don't say that. I don't think you can take what Job took. But this man, this, this, this was a, a man in today's time, in, in, in our day and time. This wasn't a biblical person. And he walked the walk. He had great substance. So he knew what it was to have abundance, and then he knew what it was to have lack. But he never, ever stopped trusting God. And so he kept saying to himself, it is well. I know that this is what y'all said, that my children drown. But the Spirit of God told me my children drown. It said that the a, a lamb wrapped them up in their arms, in his arms, and it took them home. So what it looks like to as suffering, he wouldn't even receive that. He said, "I'm not. I trust God too much. I worship God too much to uh, believe that He would allow my babies to suffer like that." He said, "They didn't dead and die the way y'all are saying they died." Said God wrapped them up, but they were known as the overcomers. And God want His people to be overcomers and he said to tell somebody in this house today that it still will. That's the subject today. He said tell my people that it still will. He said you might be going through a turbulence right now. Might be having a few showers in your life. He said but tell them he said that it's still well. He said I need for you to understand that if you make room for me in your life then I can come in and show myself mighty. But Shalomite woman, she made room for God. See, we don't make room for God. We done already figured it out and I got to go work all this overtime and I'm going to have to go do this and I'm going to have to do this. We're going to have to do this and we're going to make it happen. God said, if you'll make room for me, I got a plan. Amen. God said he wants you to be overcomers in this place. And he said it's still well. He told me to tell you that when the favor is on your life, first of all, you got to be living right. That's going to be my message every Sunday. First of all, you got to be living right. If you want the benefit of serving God, you got to get in line with serving God. Amen. So if you're in line with serving God, he said, tell them that favor follows them. Amen. He said, every situation, the one that was last week, he said, I was there and I'm still there. You might not even see a manifestation yet, but you're going to understand that after a while, just like the lady said. But he said, my favor will follow you. Anybody catching that? Y'all need to act like the same God that delivered you last time. The same God that has given you more than you ever had. He said, I'm the same God. You're coming to this situation, amen? If you'll make room for me. Somebody done figured out, y'all done wrote it down. I see somebody right they playing now. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to put this right here. And we're going to put this right here. We're going to pay on this. And then just to keep them in good stand. But God said, when you going to ask me what my plan is, amen? God said it's still well. Somebody say it's still well. Y'all don't believe it? Somebody need to say, it's still well. It's still well. You bless God yeah. for the promise in this house. Amen. Yeah. Some of y'all need to just go back because y'all are overwhelmed yourself with what it looks like. And you forgot what God promised you. 
And I told y'all, when you're like that, if God were to bless you, you wouldn't even realize it. Because you're so full. He said, empty that out and make room for me. Make me a chamber in your house. See, when the Spirit of God resides in your house, now the enemy, he bold. He's going to still try to come. But what he's going to say is, oh, I can't stay here because that's why I'm going to pray with your arm everywhere. Except for this baby woke up and they thought she had strength. Sister Madeline went to pray in the same arm. They seem to get a doctor. No strength. When the Spirit of God is in the place, when you make room for God in your situation, the devil can't stay there. I'm telling you. He's going to try. He's going to always have somebody or something to use. But try making room for God and see what happens. So after you make room, and after what you, you're going through what you're going through, Dakota, and you tell the enemy, come with me, it's still well. Yeah. God will take you to another place in See, that's when you don't pass the test. You don't pass no test unless you go through something and make it out. God's people don't want to go through nothing, Brother Stacy. They believe in them songs that be up there now, folks. You didn't wake up like that. You ain't going to go to bed like that. You're going to have to cry a lot of times. You're going to wake up about five times in the middle of the night. And you're going to say, today the day. They're supposed to cut it off today, Lord. Today the day, you're going to have to do something. Instead of saying what the enemy is preventing to you, you tell the enemy he's a liar, yeah, right. and you tell the enemy because God said, because God blessed me with this, because God did this. You can't come put your stinking hands on me. You can't have it like that. And I ain't saying it's not going to be a paper. Well, the test makes us stronger. But I promise you, if you start standing, Against the enemy, God's going to elevate you. You're going to see yourself climbing. And you're going to be, instead of complaining about rent, you're going to be talking about the mortgage. And instead of talking about the mortgage, you're going to be talking about taxes. Sometimes we be so caught up in the complaint, mother, we don't realize how God done blessed us. But he said somebody say it still will. And because favor follows you, God is always doing something good for me. Flip over a couple of scriptures, uh, chapters, to chapter 8. Because you stayed in the will of God, you didn't let your, your test and your, your trial make you doubt God. Oh God, I tried it. I know what you said. I tried it. It didn't work, I'm gonna have to go back to my other way of living. Just keep, stay the course. Stay the course. Keep doing it. Somebody stand with me for the reading of chapter 8. We're just gonna do six other verses.
I'm coming from King James. Chapter 81 reads, Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise and go down and thine household to sojourn wherever you can. For the Lord has called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman went and did what the man of God told her. Some of y'all need to take instruction. Instead of trying to pick it apart and pick and choose what you want to receive, take the instruction. And she went with her household. And she went to the land of the Philistines, or the Philistines, however you want to pronounce it. And she stayed there for seven years. And verse 3 says, it came to pass at the seven years end that the woman returned out of the land. Somebody said she didn't die in a famine. Praise God. At the end of those seven years, she went, and she went uh, to the king for her house and for the land. You got to know that to go before the king to get a prayer through, you got to be in good standing with God. Amen? My Bible tells me that she went to before the king and verse 3 says that the king talked with Gehazi, the same man that stayed in the house. The servant of the man of God said, tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha has done. Verse 5 says, And it came to pass as he was telling the king how he had restored the dead body to life that behold, the woman whose son had he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. She wasn't selfish. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, that's her. And that's the boy, that's him, who Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him, the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, bless this woman. All that was hers, give it back. All the fruits of the field, since the day that she left the land, even until now, bless God on the way to the sea. And tell your neighbor, it's still well. Because the favor of God has followed me. And in this season, some things had to happen. The family had to happen. And I wasn't exempt. Some of y'all got the nerve to think that you're going to be exempt from life. You ask God for a long life. Elements come with a long life. Amen. How you going to handle it? This is example, and I had never read it. Well, I read it, but didn't see it. God opened that up to me, Mother. This same woman, the same blessing and the favor that she was giving to somebody else, God won't give it back. See, you reap what you sow, and so, Amen. What you do for God is gonna last. She went through the, the seven-year famine. She didn't starve. Many died. When, when the Bible talks of a famine, it, talks, it categorizes it. If there are major famines that might have for seven years. I believe that that was a major famine. Not only did she live her son live, 
condemn them nigga. And then God said, I'm not just gonna, I'm not just gonna give you a little few brains and, and tell you here, go sow this, go plant this, and, and start your garden, start to sow up, and we're gonna get back to where we were. God said, when I get done with that thing, you ain't gonna even smell like smoke. Somebody better receive that. When he gets done, the testimony is to increase your faith. The testimony is to encourage somebody else that's watching you and waiting on you to fail. Amen? The testimony is to see if I allow you to go through this, will you still bless my name? Somebody ought to be praising God in this place. Somebody said, well, I'm here. That's another. I gave it my best, God. I'm here. I've been through a lot. Me too. But I'm determined I'm going to go through it. Praise God. Yes. This time is going to be different. Yes, God. Yes, God. I've been dealing with a lot. And Pastor Jim. And I said, I don't need a complaint about it. God, you done moved us out of our living room with three people. Amen. From a building down the street where I grew in. I didn't ask you for a new sanctuary. You dropped that in my feet. So every time they try to discourage me, it's still well. Whatever comes to your house, to your job, to your finance, to your marriage. God, you gave me this man of God. We don't like each other all the time, but I love him every day. And it's still well. And I walk out the room with attitude, my Holy Spirit convicts me. My conscience convicts me. And I, I think about all the bozos that I dealt with, all the lies, all the verbal abuse. And I'm not going to call it physical abuse, but all the physical fight because I fought back. But all those times that... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's still real. Whatever you got going on in your life, God said, write it down. And if anybody did what he told us to do, and like he told her back, if we wrote the vision down, what you need to do is put the lies down that the enemy tried to present to you. And put the promise down. And say, I choose to believe God. It's still there. If you don't write it, write it to the past. Write it to see what the enemy trying to do to you. Because I believe that this is a season of elevation. But because of your situation, you can't even receive it. Amen? Yes, yeah. Come, let us go to the other side. Yes, but God, we drowned. He said, can I rest? Y'all been walking with me. These people, they, they know me when they want to know me. So they don't want me out. They all on my pant legs. Sister Benita, this is what Jesus kept them on the boat. He said, then I said, let's go to the other side. He said, you're feeling a little turbulence. But if Jesus is on the boat with you, if you got made room for God, you ain't going on. But he said, come on, let's go to the other side. We ain't going to do that. I'm scared of you. Take a trip. And I'm not telling y'all. 
to go and, and be ignorant, be foolish. But when God released something to you, I ain't gonna, my bonus, we're gonna take it caught up with the bonus. When our bonus, my husband going on a sea trial. Just gonna tell you, I'm going on vacation. Y'all better start celebrating God and his belief. Instead of whatever God is, you have to go over here. Well, you're gonna die with a bill. You trying to stretch and stretch. God said, well, you're gonna make room for me. And I'm not telling you to be irresponsible. I'm talking about those of you have, who have been diligently seeking God with your tithe, with your service, with your praise, with your worship, you devoted time for him. Do you actually think that God wants you to not be able to exhale? So somebody need to regroup and take that vacation and that, that um, bonus check and let it do what it's supposed to do. Be a time of enjoyment for God's people. Families, Christian families, need to be taught what a seed does. You need to be taught the value of a seed. When you sown seed and you when you sown it in fertile ground, don't be irresponsible. But don't be scared to, to, to live. God ain't gave you nothing for you to be scared of it. Amen. Amen. He didn't give you no house. Oh, we, we don't go in that room. Now, I do have white carpet, rug. And I'm just asking you to take your shoes off because it gets dirty. But it, it, we're going to live on it. Walk on it. But take care of it. But enjoy. Enjoy your houses. Y'all looking at me like, enjoy what God gave you because it's still well. Y'all will it. I feel it. I see your pastors. We walk with you. We talked to him. My phone was so dry last week. I, I didn't know where it was at half the time. I said, ain't nobody called. They over there lamenting, Lord. I know what's going on. And God said, well, I told you to tell them. No expert was already done. I said, I told them. But right now they just... But please, God, 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 please. He ain't brought you this far to leave you. He didn't give you that baby for you to just watch it die. Celebrate. Y'all can call me next week. Amen. We're laughing. Call me. We are to encourage one another. The word of God encourages us. That blessed me to see somebody that didn't even earn a name earned a whole other chapter in the Bible. Wow. I want my works to work for me. I want my works to speak for me. I want to be able to go somewhere and say, you know what? I think your name is Pastor Sheila. 